0: Your official station to talk giants, the fan 1019FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. All right, final hour here. We'll go to 2 a.m. C Mac. Chris McMonigle will take you through the overnight. 8773376666 Yankees lose 10 games back. Brian Cashman, he's going to be here forever. What is it going to take for the Yankees to get a new general manager, a new vision, a new voice? A new philosophy in that front office. I don't know if it's ever going to change. Maybe they change Aaron Boone one day. Uh, it's this is not Boone's fault. Anyway, Yankees lose 10 games back to the Rays. Rodón says he's got chronic back issues. Think about that. A guy the Yankees just signed to a $162 million deal. They just signed him to a $162 million deal. Hasn't thrown a pitch for the team. It's mid-May or early May here, and he's not going to be back anytime soon, and he's got chronic back issues. I mean, you've got to be kidding me. As it continues to get worse for the Yankees. And the Yankees have had worse records to start years. They've been sluggish or whatever at times. And they're still over 500. But 10 games back at Tampa, they're getting buried here. And they still got two more at the Trop with a team that just doesn't lose, in particular at home. 18-2 and two at home. Are you kidding me? Good thing Herman and Cole go for the Yankees over these next two. We'll see how that works out for them. But obviously it has not been a good start for the Yankees and just dealing with injury after injury, dealing with guys who aren't performing up to their expectations, and dealing with teams that are better in the American League East. The Mets get a win against the lowly Rockies, but they only managed to score one run on the solo homer by Brandon Nimmo. Kodai Senga was very strong through six innings in his return to the rotation after eight days rest. So I'd hope he looked refreshed and strong, and he did. And the Mets needed every bit of it because they only were able to score that one run. Bats has got to get going here. I mean, it's pathetic. One run solo homer against the Rockies? Come on now. Come on now. It's been a rough start for the Mets as well. The Knicks will take front and center again as they were earlier in the week. It's been such a long layoff between, game, between games two and now three, which will take place later on today, 3.30 this afternoon. You know, you kind of, not that you forget about the series, but it's like, oh, man. You know, two days is one thing, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I mean, come on, you're breaking up the feel of a series here. Anyway, and and it plays to the advantage of Miami, who gets a chance to rest Jimmy Butler even more. But anyway, we expect Butler to be back, which should be huge for Miami. It will be huge for Miami. And for the Knicks, Jalen Brunson, Julius Randle will be good to go. An all-important Game 3. Knicks have been good on the road this postseason. Will they establish their dominance in this series in Game 3? Or will they be back on their heels again after Dan being down one game to none, losing Game 1 at the Garden? And potentially, you know, if they lose this one again behind, and they'll find themselves in a near-must-win spot in Game 4. Let's see what the Knicks are made of here in this all-important Game 3 tomorrow. Cannot wait to watch that, or later on today, I should say. Cannot wait to watch that one and then uh, discuss it on Monday. Although, when is Game 4? So Game 4 is Monday as well, right? So we'll have Game... um, Damn, I'm not going to be on the air again. That's the one thing about this shift, the evenings. Usually with the overnights, when I do my normal overnight schedule, I'm done Friday morning, 5 a.m. And then I'm back on first thing Sunday night slash Monday morning, two AM. So yeah, I get so to react.
1: Monday yeah. is game. Sorry, game four. Right? Yeah, yeah. Monday's and then game four. Yeah. Game five is Wednesday. Right,
0: right. That one I got. So yeah. So normally I would do. Uh, I'd, I'd be on at two AM Monday morning to react to everything from the weekend. Now I'm not on until Monday night. So there's going to be actually two games to react to. We don't even get a chance to react to game 3. It'll be game 3 and then of course game 4 Monday night, game 5 I'm going to I took off actually Wednesday because I'm going to the game. So I'm certainly not going to be on 7 at midnight because that's when the game is. Uh anyway, it's a it's going to be a fun week. Once we get started today with this game, we'll be back in that field of the series where it's every other day until if there was a game 7. It's going to go game 3 today, game 4 Monday, game 5 Wednesday, game 6 friday and then if there is a game seven for some reason they push that to monday 877-337-6666 evan is calling from fairfield what's up evan
2: hey Sal, how you doing how uh, are you evan you know a lifelong mets fan and i gotta say i'm actually feeling positive about the season i know the way the braves did us last year and i don't mind starting 500 and taking it from them in september
0: oh i Which love that
2: five games up and watch us lose the division in September again, or can we just sit on these guys for a couple months and take it from them at the end like they did to us? I'm out for vengeance, and I'm hot on the Mets. I think we're going to turn it around. Let's go, Mets. Have a good night.
0: You too, Evan. I appreciate the positivity. I mean, I don't know if it's realistic uh, at all, but I do appreciate the positivity. Last year, I thought the Mets would win the division. This year, I do not. As much as I would love to see happen what you just said, you think is going to happen... I don't think the Mets have it in them. Plus, you're saying if they could just sit there with the Braves. Well, I think that that lead is going to get bigger than the five games that it is right now. Atlanta is too good, and the Mets are trying to find their way. If they could keep it to within five, you know, get it down to three, two, back up to four, maybe five, you can't have it go from five to six and all of a sudden six to seven. You're looking at six and eight-game deficit, you got to play between no worse than five. You don't want to be buried any further than that. I don't care what point in the season. Because five can quickly become 10, as you've seen happen here with the Yankees, with a team that gets hot atop the division, like the Braves. I mean, the Braves are that good. And the Mets don't play them nearly enough to where you could feel like, hey, yeah, yeah, we'll take things in our own hands. That's not going to be the case. Braves are the best team in the division. They've established that. Last year, the Mets were terrific, had a great year. When push came to shove, when it was crunch time, the Mets had everything lined up the exact way they wanted to. DeGrom, Scherzer, Bassett. And the Braves kicked them so hard in the you-know-whats and swept them away. Sent them into a tailspin. Obviously, the Braves won the division because of it. And then the Mets never were able to recover in that postseason series against the Padres. Eddie is calling from Rockland. What's up, Eddie? Eddie. Oh. Uh, Eddie, I don't know what's going on with Eddie. Chris is calling from Santa Cruz. What's up, Chris? Hey, Sal, how you doing? How are you, Chris? Pretty good.
1: Uh, you know, I, I heard Brian Cashman, you know, um, press conference the other day. And, you know, who is he, who's he fooling? I mean, we've been watching the same bleep for the last, you know, five years. And they haven't, they haven't changed anything. And for him to say that this is a oh a championship caliber team, it's not. It's pathetic what's being put put out on the field. I understand injuries, but you know, back in 2018 when we got Stan, I felt like that wasn't that wasn't the move to make. Agreed. I felt I felt that we could have that we could have gone after other free agents in that market. I've like during that 2018 like uh, free agent uh, class, I always thought that Machado was the guy that we
0: should have gotten. Well, right, they went. Cashman went all in getting John Carl Stanton. With the, I didn't think anything of it. I just assumed they'd get Machado or get Bryce Harper. But no, they made their move to get John Carl Stanton instead of the other two. That was a huge mistake. It was. But so
1: uh, Another thing too. After 2017. You know, the years that we, you know, that we've, you know, made it. We're one game away from the ALCS, and, you know, we made the Stanton trade. And then after that, the 2018 season, there is these high expectations, you know, that we're going to, you know, have a World World Series caliber team. We haven't even come close to that. I mean, it's just ridiculous. You know, they flame out. You know they, yeah, they went. They do good in the regular season, but they get bounced out every year. I mean, it's the same damn bleep every single year. So,
0: well, I don't know about that. Uh, and, and look, you, you'd like to have there, and thank you for the call, Chris. Appreciate you checking in. You'd like to have their sustained success, and they have gone, you know, deeper in some in some years into the postseason than others. But yeah, ultimately. They build a team that is great through the regular season, mainly with the offense. And then that offense that is dominant in the regular season disappears in the postseason. And that is a problem that has continued through the last several years. Starting with 2017, although 2017 they were very good. You know, just losing to the Astros in that game seven. 2018, not enough against the Red Sox. 2019, again, to the Astros Not enough. 2020, I thought was very disappointing. Even though it was the pandemic and, you know, it would have been cheap anyway. I feel like you win that, it didn't really count. But against the Rays, well, I thought that was finally the Yankees year. Luke Voigt, who was an MVP in the regular season, did nothing in the postseason. 2021, they were lucky to get into the postseason, but they somehow made it and then lose to the Red Sox. And then, of course, last year, while they started out great, and that was a big reason why they ended up having the buy. They played over their heads early on. They get the bye, which helps them get the Guardians and then move past the Guardians barely and then get swept by the Astros. So it's not the same thing every year, but it is the same frustrations that generally it's the offense for why they fall short in the postseason. Mark is uh, calling from Roslyn, Long Island. What's up, Mark? Hey, uh,
3: how you doing, Sal? How's everything, man?
0: Good, Mark. How are you? Oh, this is Big good, Mark good. in Roslyn.
3: Yes, yes, Big, Big Mark. Big Mark in
0: Roslyn. What's up, Big Mark?
3: Yes, yes, what's going on, man? So I just wanted to say I always listen to your show, and uh, I know you got upset with a few callers saying that the Mets lose because of you, but I have to, it, it's the truth, you know?
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah.
3: <laughs> Your voice controls the Mets' destiny, 100%.
2: Yeah,
0: Big Mark, you're not going to get me. I'm in a good mood tonight. It's Friday night. I'm out of here in 45 minutes. I'm not getting worked up. Not by you, Big Mark. I love you, Sal.
3: You're great on the radio, man. And
0: uh, uh, thanks for taking your time. Thank you, Mark. I appreciate you checking in. That is actually that is um, my buddy, Shawnee Caulfield who I do a podcast with on occasion. We we do it about uh, collecting figures and and stuff like that. Um, And I joke around and call him a Mark because he's he's such a huge Mark. You know, they call that in wrestling. You're a Mark for wrestling. And he is such a huge Mark. So he calls uh, in, of course, as as Mark and and having some fun here with us on a Friday night. But Shawnee is such a good dude. And we have a lot of fun doing that podcast together. Although I had to take a little bit of a break from it because I'm just too busy doing these evening shows. I don't have any time to do it. But it is fun getting a chance to talk about collectibles and things like that with Shawnee. Shawnee and Sal Shoot It is uh, the name of the podcast if you care to check it out. Brian is calling from Clifton. What's up, Brian?
2: Hey, Sal. How you doing? How are you, Brian? Thanks for taking my phone call. I just want to say stellar job filling in uh, this week. Stellar week of uh, radio. Thank you. And, uh, you know, you're in, like, the midday shift. I'm used to having you, like, in the afternoons working overnight lift. And, uh, you know, similar to you, I have uh, good passengers and I have uh, bad passengers. And sometimes, <laughs> you know, moron doesn't know when he's a
0: moron. <laughs> hey, it's part of it. It's never anything personal, but we're doing sports talk, and sometimes these guys just irritate me. I think some people try to antagonize me, and then they get what they get. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and take it.
2: So, is it too late to... to- bag on uh, Carmelo, or is, it, or is that over? No,
0: you can get on Carmelo if you want.
2: So I'm thinking um, Waterboy 2, starring Carmelo. <clears throat> and uh, he can he can walk around and wipe up uh, Ewing's sweat with a towel <laughs> because he's a profuse sweater. <laughs> he can get Oakley a 40 out of the cooler when he needs it. And uh, if Mace comes out of the shower naked, he'll die behind the lockers. Sandman will come out and do a Marvin impression. Yes. <laughs> and then he'll bust into a Willis Reed tribute.
0: You you thought this out here? I see. I right.
2: did. You have Sandman on Speed Dial, right?
0: Oh uh, no! I wish I love the Sandman. What are you kidding me?
2: Oh okay. I thought maybe you had uh, you had him on text or something. No,
0: uh, I'm hoping Sandman would be one of those. Um, I don't know. I mean. I would love to interview him. I don't know if he would be in my top five. Like Dave Letterman is a guy I definitely want to have on. Matt Harvey I'd love to have on. Matt Ryan I'd love to have on. Piazza. Sandler would be a guy. He's got to be up there. I love the same man.
2: He would be up there. So uh, if I could on uh, – oh, and I was gonna and the other thing I was thinking about is the all-anti-Salicata starting five. Carmelo obviously is the captain of the team. RJ, Charles Smith. Was Shackleford
0: on the team? Sal, who?
2: On the who? Charles Shackleford. I don't
0: even know who that is.
2: Okay. And uh, the two French guys would make the team, too.
0: Oh, Frederick Weiss. Uh, yeah. I, let me think about that. That's not a bad one, Brian. And thank you for the call and for the kind words. Um, the anti-All-Sal team. Look, and I said this before. This is not even a rip on Mello. It's that they treat Mello, and he thinks that he's a Knicks legend. And they treat him like a Knicks legend. Where he's not. Ewing is a Knicks legend. Melo's not even close to that level for all the reasons that I went over throughout the course of the week. Would he be on my anti-Sal team? Probably not. I mean, if you're just doing NBA. No, there are guys that I hated a lot more. And I don't hate Carmelo. I like him. He's just not anywhere near the Ewing level. Like, not even close. He's not even close to any of those 90s Knicks. Put it this way, instead of an an anti-team, if I were to give you my top 10, I don't even think Carmelo Anthony would crack my top 20 all-time Knicks team. Mine. Now, I'm not just going based off of point scoring or talent. I'm going off of players who I believe can win. Players who I believe gave everything they got. Give me everything you've got. I believe I could get to 20 of those guys before I'd get Carmelo Anthony on Sal Licata's all-time Knicks roster. I'd rather do that. It's a little more positive than the anti-Sal team. Plus, I wouldn't even have Charles Smith on there. I mean, I get why you'd have him on there, but Charles Smith doesn't move the needle. 20 guys I could name easily that are better than Carmelo Anthony. I mean, let me see if I could just get the paper down here and do it real quick. What the hell? And we'll get to your calls, 877-337-6666. Ewing, Starks. I'm writing them down just so I know how many. So I can't you know use my fingers for it. Oakley, Harper. Um, I'm going to go Kurt Thomas, Larry Johnson, Allen Houston, Uh, Chris Childs, Charlie Ward, he would be on there. Uh, let's see. Spree. Why not? I love Spree. Well, Well, this is my uh, team here. I mean, I know Willis. I'm not just going all time. Great Knicks. I'm going my all time favorite. I mean, look, you'd have to put, I didn't watch them play. Now I know how great Willis Reed and Frazier are, but I'm going the guys that I saw in my lifetime. You ain't let's see one two three four five six seven eight nine ten. All right, that's ten down. Hmm. Maybe would you we put
1: anyone it. from this year's team.
0: Uh, yes, Jalen Brunson. Good point. Jalen Brunson would be on there already. Um, I am putting Julius Randle on there. Randall's making it. That would be it from this year's team. Uh, I mean, I like Josh Hart. I don't know if he can make this list. Hey, you know what, Josh Hart. Josh Hart is on there. Brunson, Randall, Hart. Um, let's see. Who am I missing here? I need 15, 16, 17. Um. Well, maybe it's a little tougher than I thought. I'm trying to think of all the guys that I've had their jerseys. And I think this is pretty Oh, Mason. There we go. Uh, Mace has to be on there. Am I missing anybody from those other, from those nineties Knicks teams? Hey! No, I can't put Herb on there. I mean, I loved him, but I can't put him on there. Starberry? Uh, I would not put Marberry on there. I put Marberry and Mellow in that same category. Um, There's got to be somebody else that I'm missing, am I? Uh, how about this? Did I put Camby? Marcus Camby. He's going to be on there. One, oh,
1: Tyson Chandler.
0: No, I hate Tyson really? Chandler. Yeah, hated him. Uh, Hated Tyson Chandler. Yeah, he got chewed up and spit out by Roy Hibbert. He's one of the big reasons why they lost that second round of the postseason um, back when they did make it you know, 10 years ago. All right, so I'm at 15, and I feel like I'm running a little thin here unless I'm forgetting somebody. Um, you are not, though, familiar, Alex, with the 90s Knicks rosters. right? Let me just pull one up here. Um, I'm disappointed in myself that I don't have more, but, I mean, we might have just run it anyway. Um Ewing, Starks, Oakley, Harper, Thomas, Larry Johnson, Houston, Childs, Ward, Spree, Jalen Brunson, Julius Randall, Josh Hart, Mason, Marcus Camby. Um, yeah, all right. Well, I mean, we're at 15. Melo's going to have to make, if I do a 20, he might have to make it. So maybe I was off on that one. Maybe I just end my list at 10 or 15 and Melo doesn't make the cut because he wouldn't be on my all-time team. I'll look at, I'm going to take a quick break and then I'm going to look over some of these guys here. Nobody after 2000, from 2000, I didn't like that other, you know, even the 2014. team. Come on, man. These guys, Tim Thomas or... uh, You know what I liked? I liked JYD and I actually did a podcast with him a couple of years ago for The Post, but I can't put him on that level. This is like, th- this level right here that I've got, this is... These are great performers through those 90s years. Let me see, like 95, 96. There's got to be more that I'm missing.
1: Did you ever watch Bernard King? Uh,
0: No, I wouldn't. I mean, I know what he did. Oh, look at that. I can't put Hubert Davis on there. Um, But I got everybody basically from that 93, 94 team. Uh, 95, let's see. Let's go to 96 as they started the transition a little bit. Um, oh, yeah. Hubert's the only guy that I keep missing. Uh, Brad Lowhouse, no. Oh, you know what I used to like, but I can't put him on this list. J.R. Reed. I'm not putting Charles Smith on this list. I thought you were
1: about to say J.R. Smith. No, no. He
0: was all right, too, but no, I can't put him on that list. If I'm not putting Mello or Tyson Chandler on there, I can't put J.R. Smith on that list. I'm hoping that there's like one more maybe role player that I forgot about, but I don't think that that is the case. Uh yeah, Buck Williams. I mean it would have to, I'd have to go Buck um Buck Williams and Herb Williams and Chris Dudley, but I can't do that. I mean, that would just be disrespectful. Although those guys did give a lot. Wow, I mean, I had them all here. Uh Canby, Childs, uh LJ Sprewell, Kurt Thomas. Yeah, I think that's it. All right, we maxed out of 15. If we're doing 20, Melo's got to be on there. Now, I could go all-time Knicks and just say as opposed to my lifetime, and then just say, yeah, Willis, Clyde, you know, the guys like that, Bernard King, then Melo doesn't make the cut. Anyway, you get the point. I think I proved the point. I would take comfortably 15 Knicks in my lifetime that I have seen play, 15 Knicks, Ewing, Starks, Oakley, Harper, Kirk, Thomas, Larry Johnson, Alan Houston, Chris Child, Charlie Ward, Latrell Sprewell, Jalen Brunson, Julius Randle, Josh Hart, Anthony Mason, Marcus Canby, 15 Knicks. Then it, then it goes to Mello and Marbury. We're known for being polite. So we give you a chance to talk too. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by SuperBook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. back on the fan, half hour to go in this work week for yours truly. Chris McMonagle, C-Mac, will take you through the overnight starting at 2 o'clock. Russell is calling from West Isop. What's up, Russell? Hey, what's up, Sal? How are you, Russell? I
1: wanted to, men- I wanted to mention another possible Nick. Who? Um, he didn't have a long run, but he was really popular. Jeremy Lin?
0: Uh, I would not put him on my list, no. But I you're right. Like if I'm not putting Mello uh on that list, I'm not putting Jeremy Lynn on that list. Really nobody from those teams to me is worthy of a nomination for my personal list. Okay. That's I mean, fine. he had a great run. I thought it was a good suggestion. It is actually. It is a good suggestion, Russell, and thank you for the call. It is a good suggestion. You're right. Jeremy Lynn had a great run. I remember actually going to see him and the Knicks in Boston. I've only been in the um wasn't the Boston Garden, T D Bank, whatever it was. I've only been there once for a Celtic game, and that was it during the height of insanity. I happened to go visit my buddy Joe and uh, we were going to the game. So it was pretty cool to see Lynn at the height of insanity. And yeah, it was fun for sure. I'll tell you this. Actually, you know what? I am gonna take one guy from those lists, from that, from those teams. You know who would make it of those teams? Amari. Amari would be one guy from those. Recent teams that were failure teams. I mean, maybe there's somebody that I'm missing that I liked on those teams. But Amari was one who, he first embraced New York. He was the first guy to come here. And he said the Knicks are back. And they really weren't. But, remember, before Mello, that was actually a fun year. With Gallinari, Felton, Amari. uh, What's the other dude? Was it Wilson Chandler? They were playing well. As a team. It was the first time I remember being somewhat excited about it. So I would put Amari there. That gets us to 16. I can't put Jeremy Lin on there. Fun run? No way would he make my top list. Mike is calling from Connecticut. What's up, Mike?
4: Sal, what's going on, buddy? How are you, Mike? Good, good. How's your daughter? I haven't talked to you in
0: a while. Uh, Very good, thank you.
4: Good, good. Sal, I'm starting to think these Mets are cursed.
0: Uh, nah, they're not cursed. You know, you don't believe in curses, do you? Yeah, really? I think it's the Buckner curse, though. The curse of Bill Buckner? Yeah. Why? What happened? What What did the Mets do I with don't Bill
4: Buckner? know. Well, because they they showed that ball go through his legs eight thousand times. Right. But really, so what do you think about it? Ever since then, they've had nothing but really bad luck, and we're we're about thirty six years in.
0: Nah, I don't know if I could say that they've had really bad luck since then. I mean, they've had some good runs, Mike. And I'm not going to get into the end. Thank you for the call, and I appreciate the kind words. I'm not going to get into the jinxes and curses and all that. It's ridiculous. The Mets won 101 games last year. Now, you want to say something like, the curse of Brody Van Wagenen for setting the Mets back? I'm fine with that. Now, you can't blame Bill Buckner for it. Plus, since 1986, I mean, it's not like the Mets haven't had any success. 99 and 2000 were, you know, look, I know losing to the Yankees in the World Series is obviously not ideal, but still making it to the postseason in consecutive years. The Mets in franchise history, I've said this plenty of times, I'll say it again, they've only made the postseason in consecutive years twice in their history, both coming after the curse of Bill Buckner. 99 and 2000, and again in 2015 and 16. And while neither of those years ended up in a championship, they were still great runs. 99 was great until the Braves. 2000 was great until the Yankees. 2015 was an incredible run until the Royals. I mean, they've had some good runs. I don't believe in curses. George is calling from Massapequa. What's up, George?
2: Hey, Pat. What's going on, man?
0: How are you, George? Another
2: much. Yo, listen. I just want to say, uh, I got two more guys. You are. Yeah, you took Amari, so Amari was one of my guys. Okay, but I got, I got two more. All right, I got
1: David Lee.
0: Yeah, who else? I got Chris Duhan. Uh I can't put them on that list. I mean, I get why you're putting them there. I can't put them on that list. I, those are just two. It's just dark years. I thought about Lee as a, after I named Stoudemire. I thought about Lee. Duhan, I probably wouldn't have gotten at all. I, I can't put them over Melo. And they didn't do enough, you know, to have team success. Like, i put JYD over both those guys. Really? You know what I mean? I, I just love JYD. His his um, energy, his mentality, um, all that. Maybe I'll look through those rosters and let's see. What years are we talking here? 04, 05? Or is this later than that? I forget. These are like the lost years for me with the Knicks. Let's so see.
4: there was you know, They were dark times, but I mean, David Lee was like one of the few bright spots on that team. Ant- Anthony Starts Hardaway.
0: Uh, uh, Penny Hardaway, Quentin Richardson. Oh, you know who? Nate Robinson. Nate Robinson.
1: Uh, well,
0: Nate. Um, let's see who else. Quentin Richardson, Marbury mentioned. Oh, Jerome James, Channing Fry. God, this is bad. Eddie Curry, Steve oh, Francis. My oh, my God. Trevor, Trevor, Ariza. Actually, Ariza wasn't bad. Um, wow. That was the first Nick team I remember. No, that is bad.
1: No, that's brutal. Chatty Fry and Eddie Curry. I mean,
4: Curry, uh, Fry ended up being all right for Cleveland later down the line, but Curry, my God.
0: Zach Randolph might be one, George. that I'm just looking at oh, some of Z-Bow. these. Yeah, yeah. Zebo. He, he might, Zebo might make the, might make the cut. And thanks for the call, George. Uh, I love this, actually. This is fun talking about this. Um, I actually Tim, met him once. Tim Thomas, no. Uh, hold on, Alex. Let me um, let me do this here. Uh, Gallinari. Um, let's see. All right, now who are you saying that you met? Alex? Oh, Zeebo. Oh, okay. Uh, Alex, how about this? I'll talk when when I want you to talk. I'll ask you a question, or if we're having a conversation, you could hop on. But if I'm in the middle of the show, it's a little distracting to me. Sorry to do that on the air, but I'm just uh, just want to let you know that. Um... Nate Robinson. Uh let's see. Zebo we did. Uh oh god, Jared Jeffries. Jared Jeffries, Jerome James. Yeah, Zebo might be up there. Now where did you meet him?
1: Uh it was at an airport uh, oh. in Jamaica actually. Oh, it was okay. like right after they it, he that was when he was on the Grizzlies when they beat the Spurs that when they were the 8 seed. Well,
0: was he nice? Very
1: nice. Yeah. yeah. He was like a teddy bear.
0: Yeah, I think I would take Zebo over these guys. Larry Hughes, God, Tracy McGrady, There were some bad. Al Harrington. Ooh, there's one guy I think, uh, let's see, I forget his name. Uh, was it Othello Harrington maybe that I liked the years after that? Let's see. I don't know. I mean, these were obviously dark years. Um. No, not Al Harrington. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, just looking through some of these rosters, bringing back bad memories. God, the Knicks were so bad for so long. Awful. Let's see that 2010-2011 roster that first was the first team to make the postseason. Uh, anybody there that I like? yeah Landry Fields, decent. Nah, ultimately, not. I can't put any of those guys up there. Um, Amari would probably be the final guy that makes that cut. Bob is calling from Bayside. What's up, Bob? Yeah, Sal, uh, Alan Boone keeps finding
4: new ways to misuse his bullpen in ball games. Tonight, he bring, in the sixth inning, he brings in Ian Hamilton, who's been very good, giving you multiple innings, zips through two batters, and what does he do in the seventh inning? He brings in this kid, Cordero, to start the
0: inning. He yeah, I don't, the I don't understand why he's so quick to get to the bullpen. Right. First of all, Ian
4: Hamilton has been very good.
0: Bob, what are you doing? I can't hear you. You got to talk into the phone.
4: Yeah, sorry. Yeah, Can no. you hear me now?
0: Yeah. What's going on? What are you? What are you uh, doing? Uh, it's like I'm talking to my mother. She does the same thing. I'm like, Ma, talk into the phone. You know the little hole. The... I'm
4: talking into it. Okay. Sal. Yeah. So he starts. Hamilton has been very good. He gives you multiple innings. He, he zips through two batters and he's out in the seventh inning. He brings in this kid, he blows the game, and he brings in Michael King to bail out that inning. Why right. didn't he start the inning with Michael King?
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I maybe he wanted to use him less. I mean, I'm not sure his logic. Boone doesn't even have good explanations after the fact. I mean, he, I hate how he doesn't start guys in clean innings, and when he does, he takes them out in the middle of an inning. Hamilton should have pitched a little bit more than what he did. King well, could have been 20, stretched 80. out. Yeah.
4: A little bit more. He got through two
0: batters and he was out. Yeah, ten pitches. And, I know.
4: And Hamilton's been moving up to into the top of the pecking order. He's been very good. Oh,
0: well, he's been um, there. He's been one of the better relievers. Him and King. This game should have went Hamilton to King. There's no need for Cordero in here. You got it, Sal. Yeah, but I don't understand why you didn't do I that. That's
1: yeah.
0: all I have to say. Well, thank you, Bob, for checking in. We appreciate it as always. This is a game you don't mess around in. And Boone's trying to get too cute. I don't know if he's trying to save somebody or squeeze an extra out or get somebody in their lanes. There's no need to mess around. You tied the game. Treat this like Game 7 of the World Series here. Go with your A guys in the bullpen. I thought that he was showing that when he, once he went to Hamilton there. But then he couldn't wait to get him out. Hamilton to King. That's it. Noah's calling from the west side. What's up, Noah?
5: Hey, Sal. Good to hear from you. How are you, so, Noah? I'm um, I'm all right, Sal. Uh, listen, last time we talked was after Game Two, Devils and Rangers,
0: mm-hmm.
5: and we got on the phone, and we both thought the Rangers were going to the final.
0: Yeah, uh, terrible. And
5: I saw then I saw you in front of in front of MSG at Game Three, which they lost.
0: And oh no, that was you. Okay, now I know who you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As we were going in, as we're going that was game, game four. That was game four. Was, because that, was that game four? Yeah, because I didn't four. go to game three. I went to game four.
5: Game four. Anyway, uh, Sal, I respect your opinion. What the hell happened? Can you explain to me? We both thought, we all thought the Rangers really, it was our year. Turns out they don't even get out of the first round. Was it that? They didn't, they didn't have
0: the talent we thought they had? No. Did they, did I, they choke? I, I think what? they choked. And I think that night, Noah, Game 4 was the prime example. Because if you look at this series, right, and now look at what the Devils have done against Carolina here, what Carolina has done against the Devils, dominating in these first two games at home to where Akira Schmidt is getting run from these games. Game 1 and Game 2 were Rangers' domination. Game 3... Nice. The Rangers lost, okay? They just lost the game. No big deal. It happens. In overtime, they lose a the game to the Devils. Devils start to feel good about themselves. Rangers now feel all the pressure. And they completely choked in Game 4 because they didn't show up. They were thinking too much. They weren't crisp. You could tell that they were playing under pressure. It was one of the worst efforts I had ever seen from a postseason team, a postseason game from a team, at home in particular, but just in general, a horrible effort. Then that, I think, set a bad tone the rest of the way. They got steamrolled in Game 5. They bounced off the mat in Game 6 just because they actually finally got some opportunities on Schmidt, and he's not that good. So they were able to, even though they didn't play their best game, beat him. And then Game 7, again, they got steamrolled. I think it's a mental thing with them, and they unfortunately couldn't get off the mat after that poor performance in Game 4, and maybe even more so just a glass jaw when they lost that overtime game that they couldn't get off the mat either. But it's not... You can't explain it. They were the more talented team. They're better than the Devils, and they beat themselves, Noah. Yeah, I
5: don't, I don't know, Sal. I don't know if they're better because, I mean, the Devils made them look like old men. And, you know, we got we got Keandre Miller. He's 23 years old. We got... A, we got some good young players. Adam Fox looked like he was a scrub. I mean, what? How do you explain it? And they came off. The, they came off the mat in Game Six, and then they get creamed in Game Seven. It's like I just.
0: But if I if we if we again take it from Game Four on, you know, you're saying they made them look like old men. Games one through three were fine. They dominated the first two, and they lost the third game in overtime. It happens. Well, I have a problem right. with Game Four five and seven. So there's yeah. really only three games that you take major issue with. And actually I can't even, I mean, game seven was bad for a different, just a different level, but game five, you could understand devil's back home. They're not going to lose every game at home. They steamroll Fine. Game four is where it's unacceptable. Game four is where the Rangers lost the series because it shouldn't have gotten back to a game seven. Game four should have been where they go up three games to one, they can lose game five, and then they put them away in game six. That's how it should have gone down. So to me, it was game four. That's the problem. And their effort was trashed that night.
5: And you think you think the team is good enough. They just – something something happened. And it's, I, I'm just thinking – I'm just thinking, like,
0: I'm... Uh, No, they need changes. And I think, Noah, and and thank you for the call, and it was nice meeting you outside the Garden. They need... They need a change in their mentality. And I think that, you know, last night, we were talking to Vince Mercaglione, who covers the Rangers for USA Today and com, And he was talking about how, you know, Panarin was maybe thinking too much after struggling last postseason. It kind of got in his head slow start this year similar with Mika Zabinejad, you know, Truba maybe being first. Like, mentally, it seemed like the Rangers were weak to me. And then you could see it when you're watching them, when they're passing, when they're shooting. They're all over the place. They're passing when they should shoot. They're shooting when they should be passing. They're all over the place. They're thinking too much instead of going out there and playing. And to me, that is a direct correlation with the head coach. I love Gerard Glant, one of the more successful coaches first two years. In Rangers history, I'm not pinning all the problems on him, but I think it's time for a change. Because you can't change Artemi Panarin, unfortunately. Certain guys you can't change. Lafreniere, you know, I don't know if the Rangers are going to make a move with him or not, but he hasn't developed the right way. Maybe giving those guys more of an opportunity. They need a new coach. Start with that. But if you ask me if I think the Rangers were better than the Devils, 1,000%, I think they were better than the Devils. People were calling, talking about Akira Schmidt. how he's some great goalie. He sucks. He sucks. He sucked then, and he sucks now. No offense. He got in the Rangers' head. Another thing, a big-bodied goalie got in the Rangers' head. They didn't score him in game, in game three. All of a sudden, they feel in game four. Oh my God, how are we going to score on this guy? The Canes are lighting him up. The fan is better when you're part of it. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Salikana back on the fan. Finish up here on the phone. C-Mac, Chris McMonagall. We'll take you through the overnight on this Saturday morning. Knicks, Heat, 3.30 this afternoon, and I cannot wait. I know somebody else that's excited for it is Hector in Washington Heights. Hector?
3: You what's up, son? you damn darn right I'm excited for something next tomorrow. I can't wait. Today, now, whatever you want.
0: if there is a game six, Hector, and it's a big if, maybe the Knicks bury these uh, Miami Heat in five. If there is a Game 6, I believe I am going to make myself available to watch the game with you and anybody else who'd like to join us.
3: Sounds good to me. Now, I'm a little bummed out. I've been waiting all week to hear from your brother-in-law, and I missed out. But I heard they worked everything out for you. I wish I could have joined you. I mean, if that offer was for you. But, you know, I didn't know my situation. Right now. I can't do much. That what I'm doing right now. What time did you have him on? I want to go back and listen
0: He was on at 11, straight up at 11 o'clock. You can check it out on the free Odyssey app.
3: I'm going to go back and listen to that. And so you had me cracking up when you said said about your mom and the phone, because I go through the same thing with my mom.
0: What what are you doing with this phone? I can't hear you. You're the only one driving me. That's right. Talk into the bottom of the phone, please. (laughs) Right. Right. Um, and,
3: um, South, before I go on the next defense, match, are we ever going to hit? I'll say this. I'm just glad we won. Actually, we start winning because of our pitching. Before, well, this defense figures it out, but Jesus, this team driving me nuts. Did you go to the but game? Did you go last night? No, 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 no. no, no. I couldn't. You know, you know what happened to me. So.
0: All okay. right.
5: I could, I could.
3: There's no way I could make the decision to go to the game. I had to be in the home spot.
0: Can, I, can um, I ask you one question? You, uh, how much did it cost you? How much? Oh, this was was the situation I was in. Yes,
3: exactly what I told you. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was dating one of them. Um, yeah, oh. not, not funny. All
0: right. So, anyway,
4: anyway,
3: yeah. I, I had to get another to get mess. Another mess. To, you know, it, Whatever. But anyways, um, these Knicks, man. I, I, like I said, I'm excited. I wish. I wish we was getting together tomorrow. Whatever. You know, I, I want to see, um, you know, I want to see RJ be able to still continue to be RJ. I know I'm expecting a big game from Randall. But I, wanna, I don't want to play around with these guys. I don't want to see Jimmy Butler be able to get healthy and, 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 and you know, cause a problem. So, like, I, I want to go out there and win, win to, later on today. I don't want to waste time. I want to take, you know, back at the home court. Um... But, you know, I I also want to see this team do a little bit more, like I said, to try to score baskets than just, you know, take the obvious open three that Miami's inviting them to take. Now, if they're making it, there's nothing we can say, right? You're making it, it's great. But when you're not making it, I'm I'm still eager to see the adjustments that that Tibbs makes. You know what I think?
0: You know what I think is going to be a big key in not only game three, but maybe the games in Miami in particular and, and the rest of the series? Emmanuel quickly. I think they need Emmanuel quickly. Thing. He's got to have an impact too. here.
3: You he beat me to it. He needs to show up. You know, we hear everybody all day want to sign this guy. We got to give Emmanuel quickly the money. We got right to do this. And I, I worry about him, himself because to me, to me, to me, personally, he's a little erratic. I think he's sometimes his basketball IQ is not the best. Um, so... He might be better suited to be a starter so that he can have the, the space, the time on the court to be able to overcome his own mistakes, his own erraticness, or whatever. And he needs to find that balance right now to be able to come in off the bench and show that he can do that job. Now, maybe long term, he's a starter, and we may have to move on from him. But right now, dude, we need you to figure it out, man, because you're a big part of this. You were a big part of it. He's
0: a, he's too big. He you're, you're, it. you're exactly right. He's too big a part of it. This is not all oh, we're hoping. Like Quentin Grimes, I, I I would hope at some point Quentin Grimes starts can to knock down some threes. Yeah, dude. I mean, jeez, it drives me up a wall. But uh, we didn't see that often enough. Quickly was a legitimate six man of the year. Mm-hmm. Like he's got to mm-hmm. have an. He was an impactful player for this team. He's got to have an impact.
3: Absolutely, but but to the point on Grimes. If this dude could at least hit at least two, two of those wide open shots you get that usually do come within the floor of the offense, that'll help us out so much, man. I don't need you to hit six or seven one game and then not hit six or seven in the next 15 games.
0: Just hit a couple of of good looks and we're good to go. Right, He's yeah, getting, providers that, that the
3: outside shooting that we keep talking about, that we need, that people are talking about, oh, bring near in the game. Do, is, you,
0: do you want there to be a game six or no?
3: I mean, you know, to be able to hang out
0: and stuff, absolutely.
3: That's well, what so I'm saying. Own, you, you have a choice. Piece of
0: so you wanted want <laughs> to wrap it up in five then?
3: What, listen, what I want above all
0: is to advance. How about that? Yeah, I want then, to advance. So I don't you, care how long it takes. Yeah, all right, well, you want. Well, I'm saying because if it goes six, then we get to hang out and watch it together and maybe see them celebrate and, together. Oh, you know
3: what? How about we take game six and we win that
0: night and we can all go berserk? Oh, my God, it would be great. I'm telling you, I'm going to set it up, Hector. We'll talk to you, and thank you for the call. Go Knicks, baby! We're back! We're back! I'll even join forces with the Bing Bongers! If there is a game six, I am because I'm filling in that day. During the day, and afterward, I am not going to be able to go home and have enough time to watch the game. So I'm just might as well go out in the city, and why not do a little watch party? Get the crew together. Everybody's invited, except Evan, because Evan's a nest fan. But everybody else is going to be invited. Anyway, more on that next week. Enjoy your weekend, everybody, and let's hope the Knicks have, by the time I talk to you Monday night, have two more wins as they go down there and sweep these two games from Miami. All right, thanks to everybody who called and listened. Appreciate each and every one of you. Thanks to Rosie. Thanks to Alex's arm. Big weekend ahead. Maybe the Yankees could avoid a sweep. Maybe the Mets could sweep. But it's all about the Knicks and eat. Go, New York! Go, New York! Go! We'll see you Monday. Sports Radio 101.9 FM. FM!